Welcome. You're listening to Lan Asari's podcast, the founder of God's Tabernacle Church in Ghana. As you listen, may you be blessed immensely. All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for another day, another time in your presence. Father, we thank you for a Sunday like today. Father, we are blessed to even be in your presence on a Sunday morning. We give you the glory. Father, we give you the adoration. Father, it is only a gift to be able to see a new day. We don't take this gift for granted. We thank you and we ask that your spirit come into our midst, your spirit come into our houses, send your angels before us to prepare our hearts for your word. We thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You are blessed. This is um, this is the God's Tabernacle Church service, Instagram live service. And uh, we'll be having it for a while till the coronavirus season is over. But uh, it doesn't stop us from serving God. It doesn't stop us from from spending time with God, from receiving from God. Amen. It, it doesn't stop us from being blessed by God. Amen. And I'm going to continue uh, preaching on my on my series about the Holy Spirit. It's actually from my book, uh, which is not yet published. Uh, I'll be publishing it very soon, actually. But um, it's not I think by the end of this year, I'll, I'll be publishing the book. So I just want to encourage everyone to anticipate anticipate the book coming out. And I know that it's going to bless you. Amen. So I'm just going to continue preaching about it. Amen. Um, I, I, I started a series about the Holy Spirit, um, I think about three weeks ago. And it's going to run for some time because I want to... I want to give a little intro about about the book, you know. So it's sort of like a build up to the to the grand opening of my new or the grand publishing, sorry, of my new book. So um, yeah, um, that's 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 what's going to be happening. Amen. All right, so um, I think last week I, I took us through um, certain things Jesus Christ said about the Holy Spirit. And you know, let me just stress on that point because it is so important to note that what Jesus Christ said about the Holy Spirit is probably the most important thing you can know about the Holy Spirit because Jesus is part of the Trinity and it's like, it's sort of like me telling you about me. Or me telling you about maybe my Christian side, I, I would be the best person to know, you know, how I am as a Christian, or the best person to know spiritually where I stand and who I am and all that. Amen. So, um, what Jesus Christ said about the Holy Spirit is probably the best and, and the most um, anointed things you can find out about the Holy Spirit. So I just want, that's why I just want us to focus on this particular um, portion of the book because it's actually dear to me. It's actually very, very dear to me. I feel like it's so important, you know. I feel like it's so important to 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 note down and um, you know. I gave you some points last week about what Jesus Christ said, and I'm going to continue. Amen. Yeah, I think I ended on on number eight. Yes, I think I ended on number eight. Yes, I did end on number eight. So I'm going to continue because um, can you give me a second? Hallelujah. All right. So I ended on number eight. So I'm going to start with number nine. You know, the Holy Spirit, he causes you to be truthful, to be to be truth. Amen. And I'm going to go through it. The Bible says in John 14, verse 17, it says, The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, and take 
to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and he will be with you. Now, one of the things you have to, to understand is that, you see, as human beings, we, we, we lie a lot. It's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like in us to lie. And it's a very terrible thing, especially for Christians, because as Christians, lying is one of the ways that the devil has a way in you. Lying, lying is actually one of the evidences that you are under demonic influence. And look, it may scare you for me to say that, but that is the truth. Look, when you, when you get to a point where you even lie unconsciously, it's like as soon as you are asked a question, before you know it, you have lied. Nobody, nobody even puts pressure on you. As soon as you, 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 you get to a certain point where you, you, you notice that subconsciously you just tell lies. I'm telling you that it is, it is the greatest sign of demonic influence in your life. Because you see, when you lie and you have gotten to a point where you lie subconsciously, look, what it says is that you have become comfortable in the sin. Because in Hebrews, it actually says that because of certain sins, we are dead to our conscience. Our conscience dies actually to, to certain sins. So when you get to a certain point where you just lie without even thinking twice about it, your, 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 your mindset is dead to such a sin. It's, it's one of the signs that you are under demonic influence and you need to pray about it. Now look, being under demonic influence is, you see, a lot of us have this idea that when, when they hear stuff like that, then it's like there's a demon on you, riding you, and you are like, it, it's sort of like you have an extreme mindset about it. Now, to be honest, we are, we are under demonic influence in many, many ways that we don't even notice, honestly. We are, we are under so much, because see, the Bible says that, the Bible says that there are so many voices in this world and none is without uh, uh, signification. Do you understand? None is without signification. Because you see, there are, there are many voices in your life and a lot of them are, are pushed by demons. Amen. So look, some of you, even your parents, demons have used some of your parents to affect your life. Because look, I remember one time, and this was before my dad even became saved. I remember, look, the devil tried to use him to take me away from church. Because I remember that, look, I went to church this particular Sunday and I had become a Christian, I think that year or the year before. No, yeah, that year or the year before. And I remember I used to spend a lot of time in church. And you know, the funny thing is that when you start spending time in church and start serving God, you, in the beginning, you notice that your parents are against it. It's like they would rather prefer that you are going to the club, you are going to chase boys and girls, you are, you are doing all kinds of unscrupulous things and <laughs> sometimes it's so amazing because the devil fights you through your parents through your very parents and it's it's sad but you see you need to pray about it and i'll, and I'll use my life as an example because i went through the same thing but in the end god prevailed because my parents are saved now and they're in church now and they are actually uh, very serious christians like my dad even prays every day now like sometimes around like 1 a.m and all that, I, 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 I go out of my room because I don't sleep much. And I find him praying. He, he has actually dedicated where we gym. Like we had a gym in the house. So he has dedicated that gym as his prayer room. And he's even planning to, to like garnish it and things. And I mean, I'm like, wow. I mean, this was, this was the person who actually told me a few years ago. He actually banned me from, from going to church. Let me take you through it. So I remember there was this particular Sunday, you know, and I used to go to church very early. By 4 a.m. I'll be awake. And I think by about 5, I've left for church. 5 a.m. I'm, I'm already gone. I'm, I'm going to church because I had, I had responsibility in church. And I actually, I loved being in church. I, I learned so much. The presence of God did so much to me. You know, so I, I, I didn't take it for granted by God's grace. You know, so I remember that particular Sunday, we stayed in church the whole day, there was service after service after service. And if you're in a good church, one of the things that you come to realize is that you are, you are catered for in, in so many ways. Because there was meeting after meeting, meeting after meeting, meeting after church meeting, meetings. And in between the meetings, fellowship. I had friends, I had good friends who I fellowshiped with. And when we spoke, we spoke about the word of God. We spoke about so many wonderful things. Then I remember our last meeting ended around seven. 
I, I, I met with my pastor, uh, Bishop Oko Botedoku at that time when, when youth church. So he, he was a youth pastor and it was such a powerful meeting because at that time, white church, there were so many wonderful things happening there. And I think, yeah, we used to have meetings to lead and it was, it was great. Like, look, a lot of the things that I, I even remember now as a pastor, I remember from there, like, like, I remember he taught us one time how to even listen to messages, the levels of listening to the messages and so many things. So I remember we finished the meeting like that around seven. And that particular time, um, Bishop Dark had, um, it was called unquenchable fire service during those times. But the service has changed names over, over time. You know, as a spread leads, I believe the service changes its, its name or he changes the names of the, of the service. So I remember it was called unquenchable fire service and it started that night. And I remember there was a bit of a delay. So it started around 9 p.m. or maybe later. And then uh, 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 it closed late. And I remember it was, it was after 11 p.m. and I was heading home. I was like, hmm, today, today is today. <laughs> so I remember I got home. And when I, when I got home, uh, you know, my house, uh, my, dad, my dad ran my house like military style. Like his, his word was law. You know, anybody who came to my house knew that my house tell you, you have to be, you have to be wary of my dad because my dad was not a friendly person and whatever he said, Charlie, that's what happened. Nobody could, could reverse it. So I remember I got home and out of all the people, it was my dad that was coming to open the, the door for me. Hey, I was scared. Look, I remember, I remember my heart was beating, you know, <laughs> my heart was beating and as he was unlocking the doors and I was hearing the door unlocked. You know, sometimes you can feel the intensity of, of the person through their actions. <laughs> I could feel the intensity of the door being unlocked. I knew that, look, there was a lion at the, at, at the other side of the door ready to pounce on me. I just, look, at the point, I even wanted to just surrender myself to Jesus. Hey, hey. It was such an experience. And then he opened the door in his look. And look, my dad, eh, my dad did not talk. You know, African period. He wasn't a talker. He won't talk plenty. Look, action. You can easily, you can easily just take a slap right now. Oh yeah. He will, look, our punishment, he will just punish you. You, you will take it. And, and I believe that it's one of the things that, that has made us respectable men, my, my brothers and I, because we were, we were instilled discipline. Oh, that night he blasted me. Hey! He, he totally blasted me, asking me, I'm the only person who, who goes to church. Uh, what kind of church do we go to that uh, 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 we, we leave at 4 a.m., come back at midnight, and blah, blah, blah. Hey, Charlie, that night, it was a total blasting. I tell you, I mean, I received it calmly. I, I was quiet. And I remember he, he, look, at the end, he even banned me that I should never go to church. And hey, that was the killer move because... You know, in my house, when my dad speaks, that's it. You can't, nobody can say anything. So when he banned me, I, look, I started to imagine my life being changed from that moment. Like, because I knew that, look, if, if God did not intervene, like, my life was over because my whole life had become church. And all my friends were in church. I had no friends outside church. I'm like, hey, how do I live? So I remember on my way to my room, I started crying. <laughs> I was crying. And I got to my bed and, I, and I, I kept crying. And I remember I couldn't sleep. And look, at the point that I heard my pastor's voice, Bishop Oko, I heard his voice audibly. And look, this is what he said. He's a foolish boy. Is this what I have taught you to do? And I was like, no. No, 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 no. We have not come this far to give up. Look, you see, when you have a good pastor, I'm telling you, in times of trouble, in times of, of trials, you will, you will remember all that God has used your pastor to do in your life. Look, I immediately knew that, look, this was a fight beyond my capabilities. Look, I dropped down on my bed crying, oh, and I was praying. I was praying. I was praying. And I remember I was praying that, look, God, it cannot end like this. Like this, this my new life is so amazing. I can't end like this. And I prayed, as I was crying, I was just praying. And then, oh, I even fell asleep. I didn't even finish the prayer. I, look, I did not even pray for one hour. I will not even lie. I did not even pray for one hour. I cried and prayed and cried and prayed and then I fell asleep. And I remember the next day or two days after, the biggest event was happening. It was homecoming. And homecoming in Lighthouse and, oh, Charlie, stop. That's like the biggest event. Like, 
Like it's such a wonderful thing. And look, Bishop pours out his spirit. He pours out because it's like, you see, the kind of sacrifice people have made to be there at homecoming, it triggers the spirit. It, it triggers an outpouring of the spirit. And I never wanted to miss homecoming. I was, I was so distraught. But I remember because I prayed, something kept telling me, you know, uh, 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 go to homecoming. I said, hey, my father spoke, you know. So I remember that particular day. It was homecoming. It was that very day, the homecoming. It was either the day after or, the, or two days after. So I went to see my dad. Look, I was so scared because nobody in my house had ever uh, 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 gone against my dad's word. Like, and the fact that I was even going to talk to him about church after he had banned me from going to church was going, it was directly disrespecting him and what he had said. Hey, nobody in my house had done that. And I'm the, I'm, 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 I'm the third child. I have two older brothers who have never done anything like that. My oldest brother is about nine years older than me. He has never attempted anything like that too. And me, the third born, and I said that because of church, I'm going to disrespect my dad. I was afraid. So I remember I gathered a little boldness. And, and, and in my boldness, I, I remember I I remember I I spoke to him and I started and I was like, oh, dad, um, so there's this event called Homecoming and it's the biggest event. Like, as I was saying it, uh, you, can you imagine how scared I was? Look, I, at a point in, when I finished talking to him about it, like his face was so blank. Like, he just was staring at me like, ah, what the toy is going on in this boy's head? I couldn't really read what, what, what his, his expression was. But I remember after I finished talking to him, I was shaking. And then he, he made a movement. Look, I won't lie to you. In my mind, I w- look, I'd imagine being slapped. Look, in my mind, I had gone to the West. I'd imagine being slapped, tossed around. Hey! Just a little gesture he made. Oh. And he, the gesture, he actually just took out his wallet. And he opened the wallet. And he took out money. And I remember he gave the money to me. And then he was like, go to church. That was the day that I knew that God was with me. Like, that was, the, that was the day that I affirmed my faith in God. Because I had, me, I had prayed. And my dad had changed. Look, even my mom, who was the only person who could change my dad's mind, could never change my, my dad's mind in this particular issue. Nobody, look, once my dad makes us a statement, nobody can change it. But I remember, I remember because I prayed, my dad's mind changed. I was like, I said, look, we are playing with prayer. So it was that time that I knew that God had been doing certain things in my life. And I was now realizing it. I was now seeing the journey. I was now seeing how God had given me anointed pastors to touch my life, to change me, to, to, to change the course of my destiny. Look, prayer changes destiny if you don't know. And today, today I'll teach you because see, you see, and these are some of the excerpts that I, I um, that that led to me writing this book. You know, and I'm really grateful because look, for look for you to be able to hear your pastor's voice in a time of need, it's it's only divine. I'm telling you, and I've never forsaken my relationship with my pastor because I I now value it more because I know that God used my pastor. To basically save me, to keep me saved. Because if not, oh, I'm telling you, if 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 I didn't have a pastor like that, how would I hear in my head that this is the foolish boy? This is not what I've taught you to do. Where would I hear that from? If it wasn't if it wasn't an anointed pastor like Bishop Oko to teach me and guide me, and I'm sure that some of you even listening to me have been taught by Bishop Oko, but you may not have seen the value of his teaching. But I'm showing you practically how it has affected me. Look, it's not even a particular teaching. Look, his presence in my life alone. Because look, I know what he had taught me. And he, look, he was like foolish boy. You see, you see, for those of you who know Bishop Biko very well, you can, you can even picture him saying the foolish boy. <laughs> you know how he says it? He just, hey, foolish boy, this is what I've taught you to do. And I knew immediately that no, no. I needed to rise up and I rose up and by God's grace, 
I'm a different person because look, that was that was that was a pivotal point in my life, not just as a Christian, but 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 as 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 a as a boy alive, as a boy alive in this world, because I would have been wayward by now, if not if not for that. I'm telling you, I would have been wayward. Because who look, the devil would have sifted me as wheat. Look, even wheat crack, Charlie, the devil would have sifted me like like the grains of sand, I would have been nothing. Hey! So that, that's, that's, that's the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. And I just wanted to share that real quick. And let me, let me, let me get back to my point. So the Holy Spirit causes you to be truth. You know, so, so as a Christian, you must learn how to tell the truth. You must learn how to be a truthful person. Amen. You know, because... A Christian that's not truthful, like I said, it's one of the signs of demonic influence in your life. Amen. It's it, it's 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 like it's evidence that 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 you are under demonic influence. Amen. Because you see, to lie, it takes a lot to lie. Because you see, lying goes with other sins. Lying goes with stealing. Lying goes with many things. Because many bad things we do, we have to lie to keep up those bad things. Look, even our image. Of, of how the world sees us, our image on social media, on Instagram, and, and all these apps. We lie just to keep up a certain image. We, we portray this. Look, you see images of guys standing in front of cars that we all know that you, the car is not for you. We know. But you stand in front of the car and you pose, then you'll be like, hey, Charlie, uh, you know, they all, and you see, they always have this kind of inspirational quotes. Uh, uh, see me now. Uh, you, you don't see me tomorrow. I may look like nothing now, but tomorrow is a new day. I mean, look, just accept that you are nothing at this time. It's not difficult. You are nothing. You have nothing. You go and pose in front of somebody's AMG Benz, then you'll be giving your inspirational quotes. Is that how, if that's how people were successful, everybody on Instagram will be successful. Everybody on Instagram will be successful. Because, look, we can all pretend and lie. We can all put, look, even in my house, I, I can pose in front of all my dad's cars and, and be like, look, so far as is my dad's car, it's also my car. You know, the, the present, the present is the past and the past is the present and see something, something that sounds really smart and then Charlie, I'm gone. You know, I'll just post, pa, then Charlie, I've made it in life. Like, but now I'm, I'm, I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. I mean, I have family members who have cars that I, I, I never thought I I have family members who have cars that I never thought, you know, I would I would see physically, you know. But look, even 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 I remember my my oldest brother, the first car he bought, he was 29. He bought a Jaguar. That's that's the first car he bought in his life. I'm 29 now. I've not bought a single car. And I'm not I'm not shy to say it. I'm not trying to impress anybody here. I'm just trying to live my life. I'm I'm trying to serve God. You know, because we are all different. You know, I can go and pose in front of my brother's car, or I can even be using that. Look, my brother bought a car, a Jaguar 29. So, I mean, you guys know where I stand by now. I don't even need to speak. Like, the facts speak for themselves. You know, uh, 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 greatness recognizes greatness. Then I'll just stand and I'll pose. Maybe I'll even put some picture. Especially the girls, too. Hey, the girls, as well. So, look, they will pose and they'll come and put some inspirational quotes. Charlie, when you see the quotes, you now you are wondering that, hey, what is my life? Am I, am I failing? Hey, it's like, I'm only 23, but I feel so much pressure in life to do better. Hey, what's happening here? Look, when you see some of the posts, hey, they'll chase some big man with their pot belly, then they'll take a picture of Royal Senchi, then you see them in just a bikini and they post, and they're like, look, greater things are coming. Stay tuned. And I'm like, hey, if at 23, you are with a, a, a pot belly, somebody's father, your friend's father, you are with him at Royal Center, you are saying greater things. I don't know what greater things are to come, but I'm afraid for you. <laughs> I'm even afraid for you. I, I cannot see the greater things. Unless greater is a different type of greater than the greater I know. Because the greater I know is my, is my greater God. Well, these greater things to come that you are sitting there, young young lady. I don't see it all. They'll pose them, they'll, you know, those type of inspiration. 
This is the end of part one of the message entitled About the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for part two. This is the second part of the message entitled About the Holy Spirit. God bless you as you listen. The quote that when the sun shines, oh, the sun shines, so be the sunshine in someone's life. Oh, sunshine in whose life? You are there doing gymnastics and aerobics at uh, Aqua Safari on a bed that is $250 a night. You are there talking about sunshine. Where's the sunshine in that? Tell me. Hey, young ladies. So please don't come and deceive us on the internet too, that you are doing well, that uh, 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 there's a rainbow over the sky. So just like that, my life is full of colors. Your, your life is doomed. That's what your life is. It's doomed. It, it is doomed. You know. So please, young Christians, let's, let's tell the truth. In, not just in our words, but in our lives. Let's be truthful. You know, let's, 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 let's do more. Amen. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to cause us to be the very truth of Christ. Amen. Let me move on. Um, so number 10, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and it will cause you to have retentive memory. Now, this one is for my students. Everybody in, in school. We know that one of the things we really struggle with is retention. We, we sort of struggle to retain knowledge and understanding, even to understand what we're reading. You know, sometimes it even takes discipline to put yourself down and study. Like for those of you in university right now, you realize that as you are studying, uh, as you are writing your eyes, as you are writing your assignments and things, it's so difficult because there's such laziness, there's such idleness in this particular season. It has caused us to be lazy and idle. And look, to even take a book is such stress. And it's not just you. I'm, I'm feeling it as well. I'm, I'm not lying here. I'm feeling it. I've not. Look, I used to. I used to wake up around 2 a.m. Latest 4 a.m. I would be awake to study every day. Look, I have not woken up at even 4 a.m. in about a month that I'm studying. Oh no! Wow, for what? Studying what? What am I studying? Even 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 the the online classes are not going well. You know. They are not going well. I've had about three classes total. Totally, three classes. And most of them have not been beyond an hour. You know, so there's, there's, a, there's a kind of lethargic spirit in the air. Now, you see, that you should not allow that spirit to get to you. Because one of the things I've, I've recently done is that I, I hardly sleep, like I keep saying. And it's not because um, I don't like to sleep, but because I find myself busy most of the time doing things. You know, so between law school, between church... Uh, between work and other things, I found myself busy doing things, and I realized that the the lethargic spirit has has cooled down in my life. You know, because uh, you know, most nights I spend now I'm doing assignments, I'm researching, I'm praying sometimes. Because praying, look, let me teach you, praying from midnight is different. If you have never done it, try it. From midnight to two a.m. to four a.m. Look, that's when you even you even feel a certain presence in your room. Sometimes you need to cast out the presence as you are sleeping. You don't know that presence has been there in your room. You need to just declare and decree that, hey, leave, 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 leave. This room is for God. It's sanctified. Some of you need to sanctify where you spend time with God so that they, all those presents and things, because some of you wake up and then you are feeling sick. Some, some of you sleep and you have nightmares. Look, it's just presences that are in your room. You need to just cast them out. Amen. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit teaches you things. He, he gives you retentive memory. John 15 verse 26, it says that, But the helper, that's the comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, that's in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. So he will teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. You see, the Holy Spirit, one of the workings of the Holy Spirit is to help you to, is, is to teach you all things. Like, 
and to help you remember all things. Now, when you think about that, look, can't you see yourself passing? Like, can't you already see that? This exam, you are blown. You are past it. It's not even a problem anymore. Because Holy Spirit, you know, he's there. It's like you have, it's like you have a pop in, 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 the, in the highest form. The Holy Spirit is there. He teaches you all things and he brings to your remembrance all things. I mean, come on, you don't need you don't need a poor anymore. Look, let me teach you, young Christian, stop doing a poor. I'm telling you, stop it. It's not good. Because by the time you finish school, your 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 certificate is not a certificate of your achievement, it's a certificate of your copying, of your of your of your thievery. Yeah, the certificate you are holding is evidence of you being a thief, being a liar. <laughs> Yeah, because you did not, you did not study to get the grades that you got. You studied and did a poor as well. So it's like you have, you have mixed a poor. It's like, it's like how people mix juju with the work of God. You know, they, they, people actually do that. They say, oh, Charlie, you know, you mix small juju here, small uh, 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 the work of God here, then a hand, and you have made it. No, 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 no. We don't do that. As Christians, we have the Holy Spirit. We don't do that. Look, a Christian should not be found copying in the exam hall. You should be known. For for as for you, you don't copy. Look, I remember last semester, eh, there's this particular girl in my class that I don't really like because she she she's rude and she doesn't really, she's not really cultured. So I I tried to avoid her. And I remember she made a statement about me. That's that's just last year, December. We were writing exams, and I remember just before the paper came, the paper was a bit delayed because we we're still printing. I remember we we're all talking, we we're discussing certain things just before the paper, because they know me that as soon as the paper starts, that's it. You will not hear from me. I will never ask anybody anything. And I remember she made a statement. She was like, she was like, hey, as for Landy, she really respects me. And I was like, hey, this girl, who doesn't respect anybody? And she was like, and then like a few people around looked at her funny, because we were, we were about, no, it was, it was the whole class, but like in that particular area, we were about Nine that were listening, were like interacting just before the paper. And then she was like, she has never seen me <clears throat> ask anybody before. Like the whole of law school, she has never seen me ask anybody for help in the exam before. And she really respects me because of that. Because she doesn't know how I get my A's. And I'm like, oh, but God day now? God is there. Why do I stress when God is there? Like my A's, God gives it. You know? Because you see, when, when you, are, you are also not lazy, God gives you, God gives you, God provides. You know, you, as, look, as a Christian, you are meant to be at the forefront of education. You are meant to be brilliant. Because look, Isaiah 11 verse 2, what does it say? It says that, it says that and, and the spirit of wisdom, counsel, understanding, these spirits, they are given to you. So now why, why do you need a poor? You are just lazy. You are, you are a lazy Christian. I'm telling you today, if you didn't know, Pastor Lanasari is telling you, you are a lazy Christian and you will continue to fail if you don't change. Because if you think that you, you will not study and you will just enter the exam hall and you do some shabby, shabby prayers, oh God, help me. I've not studied much, but your word says that eh, 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 you search all things in my heart. So God, please help me in this exam. Then you pray. And then somebody in your class who is an ungodly person has spent three days not sleeping, studying. You think that because of this, your five minutes prayer, you overcome the person's hard work. Oh, is God a fool? What is that? What are you trying to do? Is God a fool? What, what are you trying to do here? You must respect God. Because you are even calling, you are trying to tell God that, 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 that God, God is a God of, of lazy people. No, God is not a God of lazy people. God is a God of the most hardworking people in this world. You have to be hardworking. It's not by chance that I get my ease. It's not. It's the grace of God. But I put effort into it as well. I wake up, look, 2 a.m. You will see me studying. Till about, till, I study till about 5, usually. Then I pray. You think that, you think that I want to be awake at 2 a.m.? Oh, at all. For what? You think that my bed is not calling me? When I wake up in the morning, you think that I don't sniff and, and, and wash my face and be tired and, and dread the whole world? I, I'm tired. <laughs> but grace abounds. But, but, but there's a certain kind of discipline. I know that, look, life doesn't just come to you. It doesn't drop. It's like, you know, sometimes when you see mangoes dropping from a tree, you feel like, oh, Tale, life is as easy as that. It's not. You have to work hard. You have to work hard. You have to work hard. If you want to make it in life, you have to work hard. You can't just be lazy. 
Expect that. Oh, the Holy Spirit, you know, Pastor Lanasari was teaching us in the Instagram live service that ha, the Holy Spirit, you know, he teaches you all things and he brings to your to your remembrance everything. So me there, Charlie, I don't need to I don't need to learn no. Ah, when I enter the exam hall that I'll just call the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach me. Then you know everything everything will be rosy. Even you will hear my voice. You see the way I heard my pastor's voice. You will hear my voice. Foolish, foolish, uh, foolish boy, foolish girl. Who taught you this? Because it's not me. It's not me that you you listen to my preaching, and then you you go and say somewhere that I taught you how to be a lazy Christian at all. That's that is why I'm telling you some of the secret things that I do. That 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 I wake up at two a.m. to study. I wake up at two a.m. to study. Four a.m. latest, I'm studying. It's not, it's, it's not by chance. So when, when you see that I'm doing well in, in my education, don't sit somewhere and be like, I want to be like this. Because look, a lot of, a lot of it, look, let me tell you what even led to my decision to be waking up early. I remember one midnight, I was listening to the Makane, Bishop Dax Makane. I was listening to an old camp and I love the old camps. And Bishop was talking about how the Kumasi church was started. It was started by the students. They were students at that time. Look, sometimes they didn't even sleep. Because, you see, at the final year, it, it was started by, um, uh, what, what are they called? Um, architects. Yeah, it was started by the architect students. Look, they were doing their final dissertations and all that. And look, they would study. Sometimes they could go three days. They've not bathed. They've not done anything. They don't even know that three days have gone by. Because all they're doing is a routine. Coffee. Writing their paper. Then when they notice that the sun has risen, hey, the sun is up. Then they, 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 they run to town to go and do visitation, to go and visit their sheep, to do church. That's how the church was built. Then if you stand somewhere, then you, you just believe that, oh, Lord, I'm in my room. I'm watching Netflix all day. Power flow to me. Holy Spirit. You know, when I call you, I know that you answer. Eh? Who, who answer what? As you are there, being a lazy Christian, you think that that is how the power is gotten. No, it's not. The Holy Spirit, look, these things are in the Bible. But if you don't put yourself to the book, if you don't put yourself to the work, you will never receive it. I'm telling you, never. Never. Because it, it, it's not for lazy people. It's not for lazy Christians. You can't stand somewhere and expect that overnight you are, you are a blessing or you are, you, are, you are a force to be reckoned with. No, it doesn't work like that. God, God is not a God of lazy people. Look at, look at what God took the Israelites through. 40 years. 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years in the wilderness. That's hardship. That's hard work. Amen. Sometimes, sometimes he had to take them through slavery for them to understand that. Tell me, look, it's not laziness. You can't just be there happily every day being blessed, enjoying the blessings of God and things. No, no, no. You have to fight for the blessings. You have to look wild for the blessings. Amen. Wow. Time is, time is going. Let me quickly go through. Hallelujah. Retentive memory. So yeah, so please take note that the Holy Spirit does help you. It teaches you all things and brings to your remembrance all things. If you need to remember certain things, sometimes you can just speak to the Holy Spirit softly. Oh, Holy Spirit, I need to remember this. Please help me. Oh, I do it, I do it in my exam all the time. And I, and I see the difference, honestly. Sometimes I've forgotten something I've studied and I'm like, oh, Holy Spirit, please help me. By the end of the exam, I've, I've, I've remembered it. Amen. Um, I'm on number 12. That's the last point. Okay, no, it's not the last point. The Holy Spirit will give you all things that belong to God. John 16, verse 14 and 15 says that he will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Because of this, I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and will reveal it to you. You know, this is basically like a, a success key. You know, the Holy Spirit basically takes anything that's God, everything that's God, and gives it to you. you know, but I'm not going to stress on this point you know, because of time. But my book, my book will be available soon, so please do well and buy it. When you buy it, you see what I've written under it, and I, and I pray that God will open your understanding. Amen. Uh, so yeah, so number 13, receiving of the Holy Spirit and the power to forgive sins. That was the last thing Jesus Christ said about the, about the Holy Spirit. You know, in, in sort of like a, um, 
an order from Matthew to, to John. So I'm reading from John 20, verse 22 to 23. It says that, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven because of their faith. If you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained and remain unforgiven because of their unbelief. And see, the Bible says here that if you if you you, you receive the power of the Holy Spirit and you, you have the power to, to, to sort of deliver the Holy Spirit, to, to gift the Holy Spirit, let me put it like that, because the Holy Spirit is a gift. Because you know Luke 11 verse 13 says that if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more the Holy how much more yeah, will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? You know, so um, you, you have the power to, to, to allow someone to receive the Holy Spirit and to forgive sins. But that part is very tricky. You know, to actually forgive of sins because if, who are you to forgive someone of their sins? You know, but it's a power given by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you, you, what, what you can do is that you can help someone. You know, you lead people in prayer. Because, you know, leading someone to Christ you actually need them to be forgiven of their sins in case you didn't know because you see it's because of our sinful nature that tend us away from God that tends us away from God so when you lead a person to Christ one of the things you do is that you you lead a person to forgiveness of sins in case you didn't know yeah because you see the the person changes the person changes his mindset the person changes um what they do because the bible says in Romans that we are changed by the renewing of our minds so you, what, they are, what they are doing is that you are renewing the person's mind. So the person changes as a result of you renewing the person's mind. Because when you became born again, one of the things you realize is that you didn't feel anything special. Nothing physically changed about you. The change was in your mind. You started doing less bad things and started trying to live more righteous. Amen. You know, so as a result, yeah. So you have the power to, to, to lead someone to forgiveness of sins. Amen. So I just want to end on that note. Amen. Let's, let's, let's just pray. Amen. Father, we thank you for this wonderful time in your presence. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. Father, we thank you for this word that you have come to give us. Father, I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice that they will not be lazy Christians. Father, I pray, Lord, for hard work. May that be the hallmark of Christianity in our generation. That we are hard workers, that we are not lazy Christians just looking for miracles and signs and wonders. But we are, we are a generation that is working hard, that's practically taking the reins, that's fighting by force because the kingdom of, violence, of, of God suffered violence and we the violence will take it by force. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word brings light. Light out, it lights the path, lights the dark parts of our lives. We thank you, Father, for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray for thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, before we go, I want to quickly take communion. <clears throat> you know, um, um, we started taking communion um, about a year ago. And so many wonderful testimonies have, 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 have happened as, as a result. And oh, let me just quickly take the opportunity to, to say this. <clears throat> By God's grace... Um, I, well, my team and I have started a podcast, amen. There's a podcast uh, called Lanasari Podcast. I, I don't know the name too well, but it's, I think it's Lanasari Podcast. And we are, all, we are on all the major podcast platforms except the Apple Podcast. You know, that takes a bit of procedure. So we're, we're trying to, to, to go through the procedure to be there. But we're on Spotify. We're on Google um, Podcast. We're on Anchor and um, many other platforms where podcasts are available. So um, this message is would also be on the podcast. Amen. So you can just tune in and um, I know you'll be blessed when you listen to it again. Amen. So I'd like to, to take the offering. Uh, you can open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23. I'll just... Go through quickly. <clears throat> so for I received of the Lord that which himself, let me change my version to King James really quickly. I prefer the King James, this particular scripture. Yeah. Uh-huh. For I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, 
took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Amen. I want us to take if you. Sorry, let me give you some time to get your your communion. You can get bread. I have bread and I have I have juice. That's what I'm using. That's my communion. You can get milk. You can get um, a drink or whatever. You can get biscuits instead of bread. I'm giving you about a minute or two to to focus on your sorry to get your communion ready. If you can do that really quickly, let's just quickly take communion. Amen. You know, so for the sake of um, for the sake of uh, time, I'll just quick I'll just quickly go through it. Amen. So if you have your bread, just lift up your bread. Let me pray over it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. Father, as we take this communion, Father, we ask that the properties of Jesus be made manifested in our lives. Father, that body that was unrelenting, that body that was never tired. Father, your word says that Jesus was a man of like passion, but he said no to all forms of sin and all forms of temptations. Father, we pray that as we take this body, Father, may we have the strength to say no to our fleshly desires, to say no to sins that easily beset us. Father, may we be separated and set apart. May we overcome by the power and the body of Jesus. Father, I come against all unfortunate things like mental problems, physical, physical impairments. Father, may we, may we not come out of this season worse off, but may we come out of this season blessed because your body is our portion. As we take this body, Father, may we represent the cross that Jesus Christ died for on, 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 for our lives to be able to change. Father, may we change our bad habits. Father, touch us. Change our very thinking and our very structure. As we take this body, may we not forsake the body of Jesus. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. The body of Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I continue to read. After the same manner also, <clears throat> he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Yeah. So I just want you to take whatever you have representing the blood of Jesus. Let me anoint it. Let me pray over it. And I know that God is going to touch lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we take this blood, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that may the blood of Jesus cover us. May we be covered. Father, I pray for everyone here that may death not see you. May death not find you. May death not be able to locate you. That when the spirit of death passes over you, it is the blood that will testify for you. And the, and the spirit of death will move on. Because you are covered in the blood of Jesus. I pray against sicknesses and diseases. I pray, Lord, that as we take this blood, whatever problems we have from the inside may be gone in Jesus' name. Whatever sicknesses we are feeling may be gone in Jesus' name. May the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary for our sins, may our sins be forgiven of us. May we be able to overcome the urge to sin, the urge to lie subconsciously. But may the blood of Jesus speak for us in the spirit when we are meant to, to, to speak, when, when it is demanded of us because our sins have come before God, have testified against us before God. May the blood of Jesus testify for us. May we receive power. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Amen. Um, I just want you to close your eyes right now and just lift your, lift your hands for the benediction. Actually, if you have any sickness, any, any ailments, any problems, any pain, wherever you have a problem, an impairment of any kind, 
I just want you to put your hand there right now as I pray over you. The, the spirit is moving right now. The blood and the body of Jesus are working in your life right now. I want you to just put your hand there as I pray over you. And I know that God is going to touch your life. Just put your hand wherever it hurts. Put your hand wherever there's a problem. If you're struggling to see, you're struggling to breathe, you're, you have stomach problems, uh, pain in the leg, pain in the neck, wherever there's pain, just put your hand there. If you don't know where to put your hand, if the, if the problem is internal, just put your hand on your heart. Let me pray over you. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare and decree healing to every life and every soul under the sound of my voice. Father, touch, move, bless. Father, I come against the spirit of armed robberies. I come against the spirit of death. I come against floods. I come against depression. I come against emotional instability. I come against idleness. I, I come against the, the voices that speak to us daily, that, that try and discourage us in this particular season. There's so much fear and confusion. But Father, I declare and decree that all spirits of fear, confusion, depression be gone in Jesus' name. I declare and decree as well, Father, that pain, any pain anywhere that anyone at the sound of my voice is feeling, that it is gone in Jesus' name. It is gone in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, please move, touch, heal, bless them, touch them just like you healed Jesus in the garden. Father, send your angels to, to minister to everyone right now. Wherever there's pain, may be gone in Jesus' name. By your stripes, we are healed, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that wherever hurts, wherever there was a problem, eye problems are gone in the name of Jesus. Neck pains, stomach pains are gone in the name of Jesus. You had a problem with walking, but, but, but it's gone in Jesus' name. Wherever there's a problem, in the name of Jesus, it is gone. I thank you, Father, for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Um, I'd like to take some, some testimonies. If you have any testimony uh, after listening to this message, whether you listen to it live or you listen to it in the podcast, if God touched you as, 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 as we, were, we were having the communion, kindly send me uh, a DM, a PM on WhatsApp, wherever you can reach me. Just kindly send me a message send the testimonies let's let's glorify god amen it's not me that's doing anything it's it's just the power of god it's the spirit of god that's moving healing it's only right that you say thank you in the form of a testimony so if you have any testimonies just let it be known and i know that god is going to do more wonderful things in your life um thank you so much for coming to the service you know let, let's just pray before we leave father i pray for everyone I pray once again that as, as we go, Father, take them safely to wherever they have to go today. Father, in this season where there's a virus, there's a pandemic, I pray, Lord, that protection against the pandemic in Jesus' name, everybody at the sound of my voice, you will be protected, you will be covered. You will not meet a stranger that will infect you in Jesus' name. Nobody will bring the virus home in Jesus' name, but you will be saved and protected. As you go on today, may the Holy Spirit guide you and lead your desires, your thoughts, your actions. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. We've come to the end of our time together. Join us next time and thank you for listening. God bless you.